Welcome to The Haber Show. Really excited about this episode for you guys. This week, I sat down with Sue Bird, the basketball legend with the Seattle Storm, 11-time All-Star, three-time WNBA champion, all-time WNBA assist leader, two-time NCAA champion, five-time EuroLeague champion, five-time Russia League champion, also spent time in the Denver Nuggets front office. (sighs) Got it all in one breath, somehow. Yeah, Sue is awesome. And uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the coronavirus. Sue plays for the Seattle Storm, and Seattle had an outbreak recently. So she has lots of thoughts on that. We're also going to talk about Sue's use of CBD and her partnership with Mendy, a sports CBD company that her partner, you might have heard of her, Megan Rapino, and Megan's sister, Rachel Rapino started. I can't wait to talk to her about that topic because uh, a couple weeks ago, I wrote a feature story with Monty Poole on the world of cannabis in the NBA, which I think you're going to want to read if you haven't already. So on that topic, on every topic, Sue did not disappoint. She never really does. And one last thing, we recorded this conversation back on Saturday, March 7th. So current events might be a little changed since then. So just keep that in mind as you listen to this conversation, but it's still awesome. Without further ado, let's just get to it. Sue Bird. We are here reunited at the Sloan Conference. Last year we did a panel. Sue Bird uh, is joining me and we we did a panel about like cell phone addiction last year. And just the impact of like persuasive (laughs) technology and... I'm just curious, after having that panel last year and having it blow your mind, as you say, yeah. did you change your relationship with your phone last year? No, it's really hard. It um, I definitely started to do like the whole screen time tracking thing. Like I paid a little more attention to it and then it's just like, whatever. I, I mean, I gotta use my phone. I'm like everybody. Yeah. It's like, I need GPS. I need, I don't know, I use my notes for like everything. I you know need it. so sad is like, I have like a 30 minute screen limit on Twitter. Yeah. And I, and it, I blow through day it all one, <laughs> but like it was like it was like I'm gonna put in a limit for 30 minutes of screen time on Twitter just to set a limit, and every time that 30 minutes is up, it says like, do you want one more minute or do you want to li- avoid the limit for today all entirely? And I just end up hitting like avoid today every time. So yeah. it doesn't. It's I, too hard. It's so hard. I know. It's a lot of just. Um, but as we know, they're doing that on purpose. That's the scary part. That's what I learned on that panel. Yeah, a lot of it is just it's all like, just pushing your, your yeah your, like buttons. Uh, so um, we are here uh, at the Sloan Conference, and you're coming from Seattle. Congratulations on your uh, new contract. Um, oh, thank you. So you just came from Seattle, and the mm-hmm. coronavirus here at the Sloan Conference has been a big talking point. But what's it like in Seattle? Wild times in Seattle. I think in some ways, Seattle is like a couple weeks, not in some ways, in all the ways, a couple weeks ahead of everybody else. Because when I got to Boston, it didn't feel quite as panicky. It didn't yeah. feel quite as like, whereas in Seattle, everywhere you go, everyone is aware of it. Can't get hand sanitizer anywhere. Can't get any kind of sanitizer anywhere. Toilet paper is hard to come by. Yeah. Bottled water, hard to come by. But simultaneously, by um, the end of, I guess, like, if you want to call it like a two-week period where it was all kind of by the end, and now they're starting to shut things down. Um, I know UW has closed since, like, till, like, April 1st now. Now it, it almost feels like Seattle's ahead of the game in some way. Yes. It's not because it has so many cases but and so many deaths, sadly. But now they're like, they're really responding to it. So interestingly enough, now that I'm on the East Coast, I'm kind of like, why isn't anyone responding to it the way they like, shouldn't Seattle be the lesson, you know? But um, obviously this is a very tricky situation. Yeah, LeBron and Kemba both said like, hey, if if we're not going to play in front of crowds, I don't want to play at all. Like, I might as well just cancel the games. How would you feel about playing in an an arena that was empty? Have you ever done that before? 
No, I have not personally. But I do have some friends who did because overseas, this is a bit of a tangent, but overseas, Galatasaray and Fenerbahce are like yeah. mortal enemies. Yep. And there was a situation where they basically banned fans because they were just too rowdy. And so the teams just played in the playoffs. No fans for women's basketball. Yeah. Um, no, obviously, I mean, there's no right answer because like I, if I say, hey, I don't want to play. Um, I think there is like an aspect of it where it's going to be on TV. Yeah. There is an entertainment to it where it might take people's minds off. So as an athlete and it's, and it's, and so obviously it's your job. <laughs> so you are like <laughs> showing up to work. To go yeah. play, right? yeah. So there's that, but then it's like, yeah, the fans add like a major element to, to that thing. I personally think right now I, I am all for whatever, like from a health standpoint needs to happen. If fans can't come, they can't come. And I'm yeah. down for that. Like that's where I stand for sure. Again, I think coming from Seattle, it has like, I have like a different perspective. It's like, totally. if you got to shut it down, you better shut it down. Yeah. Health is a big, a big question, not in just, uh, the coronavirus, but also in the, in the leagues. I just did a big story about, uh, marijuana in the NBA. And I was talking to a former player yesterday and he was saying, I never touched weed in my playing career, but after my playing career, uh, I smoke a lot now Yeah, and it's not because of recreationally, it's because of medicinal. And I've gotten a lot more of those stories about players, athletes who are using CBD and marijuana, uh, cannabis to recover and to actually help them get through an NBA season uh, or what hap happens through an NBA season uh, for these guys and, and women who play the game. It it hurts to Those get up body. in the morning. Yeah, it does. So then I find out that you, Sue, are <laughs> partnering with... Uh, a CBD brand mm -hmm. and I think you're like the first active or high profile active athlete to do that in the American sports is that is that true one of the first yeah I think definitely for women's basketball I think for basketball actually yeah I, I might be the first um, Megan Rapino, my girlfriend also is involved with the company so she's obviously an active high profile athlete yep. as well so it's the two of us um, it's actually her sisters the CEO of the company um, it's called Mendy and it's all about recovery. That's like the the whole like lens they're looking at this through. And for me personally, I think I got turned on to CBD a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Like a year or two. Yeah, probably like two years ago, maybe more. And it was tricky because I am like a scaredy cat, rightfully <laughs> so, when it comes to drug testing. When you play, so like NBA, WNBA, I'll just be honest, if you fail a drug test for marijuana, it's a slap on the wrist. You have to yeah. fail like multiple times for anything really bad to happen. NBA is three times yeah. one in your one in your in the program, mm -hmm. and then three right. times you uh, you get fined and suspended for five right. games. But if you're in the program, a lot of athletes just stay in the program. Mm -hmm. uh, Stephen Jackson told me that he was in the program like his entire career, never was suspended <laughs> and fined, and smoked all the time. Yeah. So like I'm just scared, and and I'll tell you why. It's not because of the WNBA. That's not what scares me. Like if that's whatever. Like if you got in trouble there, like Steven Jackson said, like you can figure it out. Yeah. So the difference is WADA, USADA, which is like, well, so WADA stands for World Anti-Doping Agency. Yes. So when you play overseas, which I did for 10 years, I played in Russia and you're in FIBA rules, you're under the FIBA system that follows WADA. THC, you get tested positive for that. It's a two year ban. Like straight up done. Yeah. It's they, they put it in the same category <sighs> as like taking roids and stuff it's it's insane it's not right it's definitely not right but that was the reality so for like me i thought the nba and wnba were a little behind the times but that's like no it's yeah but she's a two-year ban yeah it's wild so but you fast forward probably a year ago now maybe a little more and they actually took cbd off right. 
the banned substance list. So that opened the door for myself, for Megan, for a lot of us to kind of insert it into our life. Again, I'm like a super scaredy cat. I won't take it during a competition because THC is still banned during competition. So it's like you're at the Olympics. Yep. You're at the World Championships. Yep. I'm too scared to even like test the waters. Like I'll be the one that it'll CBD will have like some trace of something in it. I'll be the one. Um, so that's kind of, so I just kind of bob and weave through my drug testing realities, but I use CBD hundred percent. I use it mostly for sleep. I'll take it right before I go to bed. Helps me sleep like a baby. Um, we do have like a stick, like a topical. So if my knee's bugging me, rub it on there, stiff neck, rub it on there, that kind of thing. And did you, did you, have you taken anti-inflammatories? Like oh yeah, like career, my whole life. Painkillers. I'm on an anti-inflammatory right now. <laughs> Painkillers, I've had over, I'm, I think I'm at like 11 or 12 now, surgeries. I think I'm at 12. Yeah. You're just so, coming off a, a big knee surgery. Yeah. And so that's what was your, are. what was your recovery medicinally? What was your recovery plan for that? So I personally, and this is through experience. I know this, like I don't have an issue with painkillers. They don't bother me. They don't, I don't feel addicted to them in any way. You can't necessarily stop cold Turkey. Yeah. Like you can't, but I'm very heavy on them early on. So like the minute, usually it's a nerve block, right? That they give you, or sometimes in, in more serious surgeries, it's like an epidural. So I've had a combination of all these things. And I will start the painkiller, like even before the epidural, the nerve block wear off. And I'll be like every four to five hours. Yep. I'll wake myself up. And that's like the first couple of days because one time I didn't do that. And I got on like, I essentially got behind the cycle, they like to call it, of pain. And I thought I was gonna die. It was so awful. What, what surgery was it? It was one of my knee ones. Yeah. And it wasn't even that significant of a surgery. And I was like, holy, like, this is awful. So now, I, like I said, I set an alarm. Yeah. But then after like day two, three, I start to wean. Yeah. And I'll only take half pills. I'll take them every eight hours. And then once I'm done, I'm done. So it's really only like a couple, four or five days max. Yeah. And, and one of the things that uh, CBD, it kind of is a, a person by person case. Steve Kerr said he tried smoking marijuana for his back surgery that went awry. Mm -hmm. And he and I had a similar thing. We both had a, a spinal tap done on our back and the spinal fluid was leaking out of our That's backs. Yeah. And he reached out to me. He's like, Tom, what do we, I don't know how to, yeah. I don't know how to solve this. It's in incredible pain, mm -hmm. incapacitating pain. So he was trying to find anything to, to help him with the therapy. And so he tried smoking marijuana. It didn't work for him. Okay. But I think it works for certain players, certain athletes not just as you know, medicinally for physical, just trying to uh, reduce inflammation or whatever it is, mm -hmm. but also uh, trying to wind down after a game yeah. is really hard. Or trying to sleep. Like for you, you you, you sleep better with. CBD? Oh my god! Oh, really? Like a thousand times better. Yeah. I mean, my sleep is just. I actually wear a Whoop, which is like a heart rate monitor. Yep. It, it, it does your. It monitors your sleep. And the numbers are like insane when I've taken CBD versus when I haven't. And I actually, I mean, this is not scientifically proved, <laughs> but I feel like even the nights where I might drink, right? Like go out with some friends, drinking, having yeah. a good time. The whoop will, if when I drink, it, 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 the numbers are awful. But when I take CBD, it kind of counteracts a little bit. It raises them a little bit. So yeah. it's not quite as awful. Yep. Um, so I've seen like great results. Yeah, I've seen great results. Um, I swear by it. So uh, how long does it take to kick in? Like the CBD? Yeah. Good question. I'm, I literally am usually taking it. There's very rare times I'm taking it during the day. But I actually, I have a friend who, um, she's not an athlete. She's kind of like a weekend warrior type. Yeah. And she takes one right when she wakes up. And she says it, it actually helps her focus because she's like sitting in front of a computer and kind of like, you know, typing away her, her whole day. And it actually just helps it, helps her relax a little bit and focus on that. For me, because I'm like working out, 
I've not tried to yeah. work out on CBD. I don't think that that's for me personally. Right. Um, and there's different levels to it. Like the athlete I was talking to yesterday saying like he did his research mm -hmm. and different strands of cannabis uh, okay. have different, um, you know, if you want focus, you can right. take one strand. If you want to just get up, yeah. you can take one strand. And it'll, Are we can curse on this? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on, Sue. And so this was one of those cases where it was, uh, I didn't know. Yeah. that there's a whole science to this. Oh yeah, and for sure. One of the things that you mentioned earlier is that you don't know sometimes if you're taking something or CBD that it has uh, a level of THC in it mm -hmm. that would strike tests, but that's because also it's not regulated. Right. So and that's what Al Harrington wants is a regulated CBD market. Totally agree. So that you have confidence mm -hmm. that when you're taking this, there it's not tainted with anything and it doesn't have a level of THC that you don't know about. That's exactly what I was talking about earlier when I said once we're in competition. So if I was at the Olympics, technically CBD is legal. I could take it before, after, I'd be fine. I would, I would not test positive. But because it's not regulated and you can't guarantee me, right. and by the way, you saw it as a great job of scaring the shit out of you. They're like, oh, don't take that. Try, eat a hard boiled egg that has just as much protein as your powder. And you're like, what? They don't even want you to take like vitamins. They really scare you. So anyways. Like fish oil, no. Can you no, stay away from that? Yeah, I'm not joking. They, 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 they're basically saying, it, at your risk. Everything's at your risk, at your risk. But what they do is they also- It's like also, when your partner tells you like, you know, do what you want. Yeah. Like, do what you want. You're <laughs> like, know, like, nah, I know what you're question. saying. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but they do have, there are, so there's something called NSF. And if it's NSF certified for sport, that's a company that is guaranteeing that they third-party tested and then seal it's seal of clean. approval, right. Yeah. So USADA will kind of recommend those products. All this to say, nothing is, exists for that for CBD. So you really are- you know, I don't know, at the factory, what if one little bud like dropped in the, I don't know, like, yeah. and that's the one you take. I mean, you're screwed. And again, two-year ban. So to me, it's just it, the, the, the fact that it's not regulated is, um, I mean, it's coming though. Yeah. It's definitely coming. I think it's already NBA, come so far. The NBA is still the only major American sport that, um, like the, the NFL is now in talks with its new CBA mm -hmm. uh, to remove it from the suspended list or ban list. Uh, they'll still test for it, but they won't suspend you for it. Right. And it's still in negotiation. You know how these things go. Like you seem like you're at the one yard line and then, yeah. you know, they just throw it's things tough. in there. So uh, the, NF the MLB does not test for it mm -hmm. after the opioid epidemic uh, with Tyler Skaggs, Skaggs passing away. Right. So now they're testing for opioids versus they've removed marijuana off the list. And then the NHL hasn't had it on the list um, as a banned substance. So right. the NBA, in effect, would be the last to entry on this, which seems backwards because it's, it's a such a progressive league. I think it's coming. Um, I've actually seen a couple of interviews that, that Al Harrington has done. And my favorite one is when he's like, when people are like, oh, if we take it off the banned substance list, like people are just gonna be getting high all the time. He's like, what are you talking about? And obviously he uses alcohol and he's yeah. like, you know, people aren't coming to the games drunk. Right. They're not going, you know, and that's, so it's just, it's the stigma of it all. And I think that's why for both me and Megan, you know, again, it's her sister's company. And for both of us, we want to try to eliminate that, take it away, because it's kind of ridiculous. It's not for everyone. I'm not forcing it down your down your throat. By right, any not means. everyone drinks. Right, exactly. But it's like the stigma around it is, is pretty insane. Yeah, so that conversation, I think, is evolving. And Kevin Durant said a couple of weeks ago on the mm -hmm. All the Smoke podcast yeah. with Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes, that he he thinks it's ridiculous that it's, that it's still a banned substance. So uh, I think fans just generally, uh, I think they are evolving too, is that 
I was with my wife's uh, mother the other day, my mother-in-law, yes. and she was talking about CBD with her <laughs> friends to like treat arthritis and stuff. I push it on my mom. That's the one person I do push it on. I'm like, mom, your knee hurts. Trust me. Try it. Just do that. Yeah, she likes it now. Does she know what CBD stands? Does she know? Yeah, it's she's, a, she's in the. Okay. Yeah, she she gets it. Because it, it's funny to me that um, when you say that it's a cannabis product, a, a lot of these uh, uh, women at that this pool that they're at, they're like, "Oh, is that what it is? Oh, yeah." Okay. People just don't know. And but then they're like, "But whatever I'm taking isn't working." So I want to try something that I want. And that was what Steven Jackson's big thing was, is I just want an alternative. If, if teams give me these horse pills yep. at the end of games, mm -hmm. uh, I want the option to say, you know what? I want to take CBD too. Absolutely. Uh, or in replace of the anti-inflammatory. And players are scared about what these pills are doing to their liver. Yeah. Uh, the long-term effects You got to get your it. liver tested all the time. Yeah. Every year. I have to like make sure it's like still doing its job so, so that's just kind of a part our, my doctor he, they've always been kind of like that like oh you've been on these pills for a while let's make sure everything's okay i'm like okay and, luckily it is <laughs> yeah and and that's it's a, like real a real thing yeah. yeah i've literally i i can't tell you the last i'm i've been on anti-inflammatories like my whole life so i it's again just part of being a it's a pro part athlete. of it yeah and and the sad thing is it's like you notice the difference so it makes it very difficult to get off and so to steven's point it's like why not have an alternative an option for people and that's all this is, you know? I mean, we haven't even gotten into like, you know, the whole, j just the aspect of, you know, essentially pills being pushed in, in, cer in certain yep. sports in certain ways that causes like long-term impact on people's lives. And why, why wouldn't we want a more natural alternative to that? I mean, that's like a whole other. Yeah. yeah. But, but for athletes, especially sleep is so big. Yeah. It's huge. It's the big, in my opinion, the biggest PED you can take is, yeah, is just sleep. getting a good night's sleep. Couldn't agree more. Totally. And when you're on the road all the time and you're sleeping in a new hotel room every night, yeah. it feels like, <laughs> it feels like you're just on an uphill climb that you're never catching up. You're like Sisyphus going up a hill where it's yeah. like, I'm never catching up and you need things. And I don't think I've talked to players who are like sleeping pills did not work for me. Yeah, it, I don't it, like how I feel the next day. Yeah. It's like a little bit of a groggy thing. I just don't like it. So you don't you don't get that with your CBD? No, I don't. And the metrics you see in your whoop are, are yeah, supporting are that supporting this it. isn't just a placebo effect that no. you're actually seeing some recovery getting aspect. Getting better sleep, yeah, which is wild. And to your point, sleep is everything. That's where the recovery is. Yeah, you, and don't get me wrong, you can ice, you can use your Normatec, you can do all these things, it helps. It's all these like marginal gains. Sleep is the only thing that's like, that's like the big mamma jamma. You need that. When did you realize that in your career? The sleep part? Yeah. So Jenny Busek, who's an assistant with the Mavs now, yeah. it, she was our head coach. And her first year, she really believes in sleep. I mean, this woman sleeps like, she tells us, she's like, oh, I slept 12 hours last night. And she's like a monster. So she, she really put sleep as like, that was the priority. So all of our travel, all of our practice times, we didn't have shoot around. Everything was built around us getting. She's way ahead of the curve on yeah, this. this. Yeah, this is like five years ago now. So literally everything. So, you know, wherever we were traveling to, we would take like the one o'clock flight, you know, versus the 8 a.m. flight or whatever the case may be. Yep. Didn't have shoot around, like I said. And I felt, I mean, we fly commercial. So it's like flying for us is, is it's a long, it's always long. Even if the flight is short, it's still like a long, you got to get up yeah. early and da, da, da. I felt dramatically different that season versus other seasons. Other seasons, you just, to your point, you're climbing up a hill. You're never gonna, you're like never gonna catch up. I felt dramatically different yes. for the better. Yes, and that's when I was like, oh, shit. like yeah, <laughs> there's something to this. Yeah, and and you're kind of as an athlete, you're so competitive. 
and the whole time you're saying to yourself like I got to train all the time. There's this doggy dog world where I just, it's cutthroat mm-hmm. and you feel like you, you grow up watching Michael Jordan, who is famously just working through yeah. sleep or no, not, not sleeping at all. You, you kind of, uh, it's creating this idea that like sleep isn't that important to, or that's how you, that's you're tough. That's how you become like, you know, you're mentally tough, which I, there are like aspects of you have to fight through things that you yes. need as an athlete. Yes. I'm in a different place because I'm at the end of my career. Now I'm like, all right, like, let's be honest. Is my shooting going to get that much better? Like, is my ball handling going to get that much better? You Probably can make not. these marginal gains on. But on if the, my body feels good, yeah. then I can do, I can shoot well and I can, you know. You can so, actually play. You right. can actually get out there. That's, so yeah. that's where I am. I could see when you're younger, there has to probably be like a, some sort of balance there, but recovery should always be the priority. Yeah. I mean, listen, 30, 40 is the new 30 now. Like, I'm a big proponent of that. You're seeing it with LeBron. You're seeing mm-hmm. it. I mean, I joke. I'm like, LeBron's still young. Let's be honest. Yeah. Obviously, Tom's over 40. I'm about to be 40. You're seeing more athletes who have put this first, you know, what's happening to their careers and the longevity. So I think it's like, it's going to be the new trend, to be honest. Yeah. I think. And like LeBron just partnered with a, a meditation app. And, yeah. and it's one of these things that like 10 years ago, we never would have suspected that these high profile athletes would no. wrap their arms around meditation and sleep and all these things that and, and, and like CBD, like, <laughs> yes, yes. It's one of those things that it's like these athletes are now reducing the stigma of burning on both ends. Yeah. And yeah, uh, no pun intended that I didn't. Yeah, CBD burning on both ends. I think one of the that's. The I don't. Thi- I actually don't smoke it, so you're good. It's okay. So that that we got um, gel caps and like gummy type stuff. Yeah, I didn't even know that there are the, how many variety. Oh my uh, god, applications. All the know, varieties. Yeah, which is also removes the stigma of like just kicking back and smoking a blunt. I know. Yeah, or as my dad likes to say, a doobie. I'm like, we're gonna have yeah, to work on that. The reefer. Yeah. So I know you got to get out of here, but um, any last thoughts on Sloan and what you're most excited about with? Uh, being here and and just the, I don't know, the culture of what this conference is about. Yeah, honestly, it's become so much about the people for me. You know, yes, the topics are, um, they're actually evolving, I think. Like some of the topics are getting, they're kind of going outside. You know, I think they had one on the opioid crisis yesterday. Yes, like it's they everything. Did. Yep. Yeah, so it's like, it's all evolving. But whenever you get to like see people you're on panels with last year yeah. or just people you've seen and literally you get to see them once a year and it's at this conference. So for me, that's the best part. Awesome. Well, um, safe travels. Thank and you. And I know Seattle is on lockdown. I won't be going back. Yeah. <laughs> not, not anytime take, soon. Please be careful. <laughs> and we're all going to be careful. And I think I might have to get on this uh, this CBD Give thing. It a go. Just just listening to you and the, the the fact that it's backed up by metrics for you. Yes, uh, is not just the placebo effect. It's not just something that's tricking mm-hmm. your mind. It's actually showing up in the in the results. So very very cool. Uh, thank you so much, Sue. Yeah, thanks for having me. Chris Miller here. On a recent edition of the Wizards Talk podcast, I sat down with recently retired Martin Bortot, who reflects on his career his successful time in Washington. John's injury changed everything. He tried to play through that injury, but you can't play with one hand. I mean, that's crazy, you know, and he was still trying to do it. I truly believe if he stay healthy, then we could probably go to uh, definitely conference finals. Who knows, maybe NBA finals. And Bradley Beal not being an all-star and so much more. 
And that'll do it for this week's episode of the Haver Show podcast. I want to thank Sue Bird for taking the time to sit with me. That was uh, really special. And she has a great perspective on two huge topics in, in the basketball world right now, which is the coronavirus and athlete recovery. So again, thank you, Sue, for joining me. And you better subscribe, rate, and review all you listeners out there because that would be a big help but secondly got another episode of the Haber Show from the Sloan Conference an interview with Shane Battier coming up and so if you subscribe it'll go right into your inbox and you don't have to do anything it just goes there and then you can listen to it right on cue so until next time on the Haber Show stay safe everyone please stay safe out there